Hello and welcome to Living Abroadcast, the podcast about where people are from, how they got here, and what they're doing now. My name's Eric. Mahi. And you may have noticed a silence in uh, the third name there, listeners, and that's because we are absent of James this week. But worry not, he is here in spirit, um, I believe. Where's James on his way to? Uh, the States, somewhere between, yeah. just, just across the border. James is on his way abroad right now. The cops found out about him and they are chasing him across international. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We know that Border Patrol does listen to this. Uh, James, is, James is not on the lam right now. Worry not, immigration services. Uh, he's just, I think he's headed on, what, a little a little weekend getaway with his, with his lady friend? Jaunt, yeah, over with to Laura. a friend's place. Repeat guest slash co-host of the show. Uh... So yeah, we had this all planned out yeah. to a T. I know, mean, like he, he was, was going to be here. Like be, we be talk here. about him not, but uh, unfortunately due to some delays, uh, James couldn't wait any longer. He had to... Uh, he might phone in. He had or, to get out of Dodge. Or uh, He might phone or re- in. Or, or message in. I think he's going to be writing in over the course of the episode. It'll be, it'll be nice. But, uh, you know, I think we should... Just uh, cut all the bullshit at the beginning of this episode and get right to who's joining us this week, <laughs> because this podcast has been going on for what six months now, mm-hmm. and throughout the course of uh, our recording, every so often we have been uh, grace- graciously joined over email by someone who's been writing in, um, someone whose identity we have kept anonymous up until this point, somebody who has used. The, um, the pseudonym, the, uh, the pen name, the podcast pirate. Wow. It's been plundering the high seas, been plundering our inbox. <laughs> that sounds wrong. <laughs> and, uh, has been <laughs> somehow <laughs> through some fucking crazy circumstances, uh, been able to join us tonight. We do have the podcast pirate, AKA Sarah joining us tonight welcome sarah ahoy <laughs> that was the biggest introduction of old time as well by the way i think that's the best i've done an introduction up until this point usually i've a long them. run up it was a long run up could have been more condensed but pretty good <laughs> but pretty good i, I think like i think we've got a good guest tonight yeah thanks for joining us sarah. and i shouldn't just say good guest uh this is a plural tonight uh, living a broadcast first we have two guests we also have pauline sitting in with us hey guys Thank you hey, for Pauline. joining us as well. Thank you for joining Unexpected. us, both of you. I know, a little bonus guest this evening. Yeah. James, again, was supposed to be sitting in, but due to recording constraints, couldn't be joining us. But Pauline uh, can act as our third host. Can you do a British accent? That's a negative. I No. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear it. Okay. I didn't know if you were trying to do one or not. I then. couldn't tell either. <laughs> um, cool. So, yeah, we've got Sarah and Pauline sitting in with us tonight. Um, so... I got to ask you, Sarah, podcast pirate, what the fuck has drawn to you that drawn you to this show as it were? Well, you told me about it. Okay. Yeah. You were forced to listen to it. I mean, we're pretty good buddies. So I'd figure I'd give it a listen and then actually really enjoyed it. And I binge listened to it at work to get me through the day. There Uh, you go. So, So nice. Yeah. What? What is it that you do for work? I mean, you you go by the alias of the podcast Pirate. And I don't think your job description is all that much different. No, so I'm actually a chamois technician. I'm really good at drying things. Okay. Uh, when it rains, I dry them and then I'll wash them. Wow. And then maybe dry them again. Uh, I do this for billionaires and they, they okay. appreciate it so much. So yeah. much that they pay you. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. much that it's so your. So much uh, that they don't notice. So much Shammy that it's your line of that's, work. The, that's the official. That's on your business card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Shammy sure. technician. Yep. Okay, so wow. reading between the lines, that's uh, polishing. I'm a yachty, yachty on super yachts. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. And in case you haven't uh, picked up on it yet, listeners, um, Sarah doesn't doesn't carry a uh, foreign accent. She actually sounds rather Canadian. What's well, so, foreign for people that aren't Canadian, mate? I guess so. This is what Canadians, context, Canadians don't believe they have an accent. You're so in your own worlds. In the context of being in Vancouver, a show based in Vancouver. Yeah, but we got listeners Canadian. outside of Vancouver, mate. That's true. We are an international podcast. <laughs> but uh, you have been abroad for a long time. I mean, we're catching you 
on an 18 hour touchdown. Yeah, I'm just on a layover in between my vacation and going back to work. And so, you chose to do this on your layover? Yeah, I mean... Interesting choice. I talked you into it. <laughs> you told me there'd be Caesars. Yeah. <laughs> there will be We're after this. on waters. <laughs> that I wasn't even gracious enough to pour. But um, where were you coming from and where are you headed to? Right. So I just flew out of Invercargill in South New Zealand. So South, South Island, way at the bottom. And I'm headed to Antigua. And where have you been the last four years before that? Oh, plundering the high seas over in Europe. That's real tough. Uh, yeah. At one point I was living in Spain. Another point I was just traveling somewhere. Then I was back on the yacht. And then I think we were uh, all over the Med and up north for uh, the summer, usually the Caribbean in the winter, a little bit of Canada in there. It's kind of all over the shop, eh? Wow. <laughs> Indeed. It's, it's a lot to break down. I mean, yeah, sounds like sounds like quite the voyage. Do you want to hear about my relationship with my parents? I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> we've never had some yet. Boy, I mean, I mean, we, we haven't had anyone volunteer that information before. <laughs> it sounds exciting, I guess, <laughs> if you brought it up. Do they travel with you? <laughs> so. They used to, yeah. 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 Is it your parents' yacht? No, no, it's not. <laughs> you wish. Yeah. But shouldn't we but go back? Aren't we doing this in reverse? Shouldn't we go back? I to, think we should. We're starting at the end of all this. I don't even know how Sarah and Eric know each other no and you know is that from a hometown thing or yeah usually we give some context of how we have a connection with our guest it's not just a random pirate who's shown up in my living room which uh by the way james is not here to paint a picture tonight but we're sitting in the mount pleasant studio looking at the same view we always fucking do so anyways um i don't know we know each other back from i think 2013 or something uh 2012 yeah i don't know when we were like what 16 and started working at a pool together. Yep. yep. Yeah. So we were a colonial colonialite. Yes. And I think that's what I was getting at when I commented on her yeah. accent is that, uh, I moved there when I was 14. From where did you live before? <laughs> so I used to live in Toronto and that's Good where question, I'm born. Pauline, by the way. <laughs> Good, Good job. Yeah. Good look at that. I like that. Um, so you're from Toronto. Yeah. I'm born in Toronto. And then my mom's a teacher. So we ended up moving countries about every two years. Wow. Um, or she would have a four or five and we'd move and then just take a year off. And they were just kind of moving us around all the time. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, we couldn't leave the country anymore because of credits in Ontario. So we moved to BC and then. What do you mean because of credits? Uh, the high school system there is a bit different. So okay. they, they, once you hit grade nine, they don't want you leaving the country anymore for school. Oh. Or it's a lot more difficult to take your kid out really? of school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So we came to BC and then uh, just never left. So when you were a kid, what 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 places did you travel to? Because your mum's work, right? So I used to live in Mackay in Australia. So in oh yeah, Queensland. Yeah, yep. Queensland. Good times. <laughs> and then after that, we bounced around Australia uh, for a bit. My parents like put me in the middle of their motorcycle and pretty much did a trip around Australia with a toddler. And then we moved to Thailand and we were bouncing around a couple islands there. Went back to Toronto, back to Thailand. Moved to Switzerland at one point and then eventually made it to BC. So is this how you and our second guest joining us tonight know each other? Living in Switzerland? It's Sweden. No. My bad. That's very so racist. Close. All right. Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Little mix up it's there. Not even close Continue. To the same Pretend thing. like I didn't even Paul say anything. I'll edit that out. <laughs> I just fell into our guest's uh, bad graces. Super rude. No. Um, no, we went to school together. Yeah, university in Kelowna. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah. And so, Pauline, you're, you're, where are you from? I am from Stockholm. Stockholm. Mm-hmm. And you moved here for school? No, my dad's work. And how old were you? Oh, it was 98. Happened? I was six and a half. Oh, okay. Think, yeah. Okay. So, so you're pretty Canadian. Pretty Canadian, yeah. I'd say. I don't, I don't hear too much. I even have Swedish. the card to prove it. So oh, awesome. that's nice. Was I wish that I had uh, one of those. rape from Sweden to Kelowna or no, uh, to Wasson. So Vancouver. Yeah. And Very cool. Kelowna for school. And that's where I met this beauty. Stockholm to Tawasson. That was a wow. bit of a <laughs> interesting transition. Yes. <laughs> I guess if you're six, you wouldn't have yeah. 
known been no. too aware. So Sawasan is where you grew up then? Yes. What was it like growing up in Sawasan? I don't think I've ever met anyone who's grown up there. Um it's a it's a quiet little town. Not okay. a whole lot going on, which is nice. Close to the ferries, huge bonus. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, no. It was fine. It's just laid back. <laughs> Seems like a cool place to be when you're a kid. Yeah. Lots of outdoorsy shit to do. The beach is right there. Vancouver Island. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The beach, yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Sort of. Whatever you'd quantify as a beach. Yeah. I don't know. In BC. (laughs) But uh, yeah. Cool. So uh, Sarah, you uh, was was Kelowna the first place you got to in BC then? Yeah. Yeah. I'd never been out here before then. Nice. Didn't even look it up. I think I spelled Kelowna C O L O N A when I Yeah, a lot of people do what, that. What it was. I get asked that all the time. So sorry, you said you were from uh Colonia? Is that what it <laughs> Do you know what Kelowna means? I did. I, or I do. It means grizzly bear. Did Is you that learn that from our show? I did learn that from the podcast. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So what were your thoughts of uh Grizzly Bear? When you uh, when you got there, oh, I was so white. It was so white. I yeah. just couldn't handle it. I it guess was just a lot. I In guess. What, sorry, coming from a pretty international what? upbringing, I don't know if you meant like snow, like lots of snow no, no, around. No, no. Oh, I you mean, mean like, like racially I mean, very like white. I, I went to French school in Toronto, so my parents always sent me and my brother to French school, which usually is just a lot of immigrants and mm-hmm. five white kids, mm-hmm. and so we were. Mm-hmm like the only white kids on our bus and yep. that's just what high school was. It was just tons of Armenians and like kids from Africa. And then you rock up to Kelowna where there's it's just white, just white people everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so that was your first, how old are you, were you at this time? I was 14. I yeah, was like, okay. what is this? They announced one day on the radio, they're like, we've got six Jamaicans in town. And I was like, what is this place? <laughs> they don't have to announce that. <laughs> yeah, why did they announce that on the radio? <laughs> Kelowna's a weird place. Yeah, no Super shit. Weird. They all worked at Subway. It was real weird. <laughs> Oh, that's so strange. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then uh, did you eventually, did you like Kelowna when you first got there? I mean, you had that observation, which is not inaccurate, but. Uh, mine was a bit weird because, again, I went to the French school. So I had mm. like five kids in my class. And then I'd come from a big school that had sports and all that stuff. So it was a bit of a weird step back but then eventually I made a whole bunch of really good friends because the French system has schools all over the province your friends become the kids in the other um towns and cities and they send you on trips so because you guys do meetups quite frequently exactly. or did meetups yeah. so you start to meet some pretty sweet people around the province and you hang out with them and yeah once I started working at the pool I met some cool people too and yeah, yeah. Kelowna's not bad. Wouldn't have included Eric. Nah, 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 nah. I was, I've always been very excited for this episode when we eventually have you on because I knew that we'd be able to hopefully dig up some dirt and some, some good, good stories Eric. about Eric because he likes to come across as this, you know, just <laughs> clean cut kind of guy. But I know there's some skeletons back there. And he's, he's skeletons. <laughs> come on. I am anything but a skeleton. Um, but going back, you said you went to French school, which is kind of a... a a Canadian thing, yeah. French immersion. Like, no, full French, French beyond full French. Beyond French immersion. Yeah. So. What's the difference then between French immersion and full French? So French immersion is where, I mean, it, it immerses you in French. So part of your curriculum, they do <laughs> in English, they do kind of instructions about French in English and throughout your high school career, integrate you more and more with the, uh, with the language of French. Uh, French school, they just from my understanding, throw you headfirst into the deep end, all French all the time. Refuse to speak English. And you have to, your family members, someone has to be French for you to be allowed to go to that school. Oh. Yeah, so you have to have French-Canadian heritage. And I would have gone to that school too, actually. Maybe would have been (laughs) classmates with our guest um, had we lived a little bit closer to the French school because I'm French-Canadian on my mom's side. You really? Yeah. And oh. my mom just lied and said that we were and put us in anyways. Oh, perfect. oh really? Yeah. So you don't have any heritage? No. That's hilarious. I didn't ask to see a family tree or nah, her do a French, DNA her test. Her French is just good enough that they were like, oh, yeah, that's, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. You can get away with it. Get away. Yeah. Well, there's four kids. I guess we can have a fifth. <laughs> is so she white? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you get to Kelowna 14, get into this French school and... 
then I guess you start working at the pool as an older teenager or a... Yeah, so I was still going back to Toronto every summer because I sailed a bunch and I was racing competitively. So. Hard to sail from Kelowna to Toronto, hey? Eh? It's Tell a bit of a tough trip. Yeah, not much of an ocean there. <laughs> Rough times. It's a lot of portaging. <laughs> I don't know um, what that means. <laughs> it's when you lift the canoe over your head and you Oh, uh, yeah. Watch. That's yeah. why I don't yeah. know what yeah. it means. Um, yeah, so we're going back every summer and then... Um, the school was sending us kind of all over the place a bit too to visit other French schools and uh, mm. French kids. Uh, and then eventually when I graduated high school, there was a, my dad found a job posting in Squamish that they were looking for someone to start up a sailing school. And I just kind of blindly moved to Squamish. Didn't know what it was. Didn't know how to spell it. Yep. Just went there. Loved it. So good. Had no idea what I was walking into and mm-hmm. then never left really. Wow. Just based myself there as much as I could. And I think Squamish is where we really kind of got to know each other in terms of like friends because we worked at the pool together. And then in the summers, Sarah would go disappear to this sailing school up in Squamish and a whole van full of idiots would go and visit you out there. Yeah, there was people a, come all the time. It was really good times. There was a music festival, uh, now defunct, Rest in Peace, live at Squamish. Loved it. And uh, a lot of memories were created. A lot of memories were forgotten. Uh, a lot of memories any, shouldn't be brought up. Any um, beer bongs involved definitely. at this music festival? Probably. Oh, yeah. So the beer if, bong always came along. And for those that you, of you who haven't listened to past episodes or forgot, Sarah was the one that wrote the poem... About oh. Eric's uh, beer bong antics down at um, injury sustained Which from friend like doing he a didn't beer bong. Share with you guys, but he was dissing that one beer bong with the cone, and I have a photo of him doing it. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I knew he was kind of playing down his <laughs> involvement. His involvement. I got to keep in, the air um, of professionalism on this thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beer bongs and borders is the episode name. If anybody wants to go back and uh, fact check some of this, but yeah, I think. Sarah and I were involved in some, uh, you know, early, early twenties antics that, uh, yeah, a couple of big music festivals uh, in the several, n- like eight and two years or something like that. Yeah. It, there was it, that one year we went to five. Yeah. Wow. We even went to Calgary. That yeah. Probably, who does that? That aged you guys probably by five uh, years. Probably. <laughs> going to that many. One or two wrinkles. I couldn't even think of going to a music festival now. It makes me anxious just thinking about yeah, no it. Way. Well, that's know. because you're an old man. That's true. That is true. What were your first impressions of Eric? <laughs> <laughs> Eric was a, uh, he kind of like keep to himself. He's always a, like a little bit quirky. You never really talk to people unless you were, had the 15 minutes off in the first aid room. Yeah. So you only had that 15 minutes to make an impression. And then the rest of the time you just had to stand by yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Eric would always sub me. And then it kind of, I don't know how it came about, but he would practice his stand up. On the little two minutes that he have when yeah. he would sub me. <laughs> but so like you're, but you're, trapped, you're trapped in this little first aid room <laughs> and he's forcing you to listen to these horrendous no, amateur stand-up jokes. No, not even. He'd come out jokes. on the pool deck and you'd literally have two minutes before your boss would get pissed off at you for not going to the next spot and he'd be yeah. there like telling you a joke. Like, what do you think? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I can definitely see him do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you wear good. little red Speedos? Or is that just in my imagination? I I don't think I was present for that. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you work at the pool together then? Oh, five years. Holy shit. Yeah. Five years? Five and years. Maybe you were there for five years. I only worked there for three years. So the overlap. Yeah, I would have been there for five. Wow. And then a bunch of the pool people would hang out and go do stuff together. And then yeah. you just kind of became this weird hangout. We had a, mm-hmm. We have a big mutual group of friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was great. Yeah. So looking back on it, it sounds like you didn't, you don't have like a lot of friends from school because you went to French school or. Oh, it's just that the school was so small that you only, like my brother only had one kid in his class in grade 12. Like I taught was at it that school later on. Was him or him and one other kid? It was him kid. and one other. Okay. So he'd just come and like hang out in my office and chill with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so looking back on it, are you glad that you went to a French school or would you have preferred to have gone to normal school? Mm, I think at the time I probably would have liked having more of a social life, but looking at it now, the, some of my best friends that I have all over BC are from that French school. 
which Eric knows, Pauline yeah. knows, they're like really solid, cool people. The homies. And because mm-hmm. we weren't used to seeing each other all the time, once we all graduated, it didn't change anything. Like we're all still very good friends. And the opportunities that that school gave us were, they're pretty cool. Like, yeah. It was good. Because the Canadian government gives a lot of funding to these French schools. <laughs> they because, give even more money. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it. I mean, it, it's like a relatively more amount of money because there's fewer students that that money goes to. Yeah. Because they have to support a French school because of it legally being Canada's other official language. Like we went to France for two weeks for like 200 bucks. Yeah. Oh, really? Just yeah. because there was the funding that existed. And we all had for- MacBooks and like <laughs> wow. whatever class you wanted, they'd create. It was, yeah, it was sweet. Okay. So anybody with cool. children out there who can uh, bullshit their kids way into a French school, do it. Yeah. They get a lot school of district 93 privileges. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's a province-wide school di- district. It's so funny. Yeah. Like, usually a school district is just for one city, but because it's so small student body-wise, it's... And they keep going. Like, tonight they have a meetup from 6 to 8, and it's just all the French people go to a bar and drink. And I'm pretty sure there might be some funding in that, too. Like, even 10 years after you've graduated? <laughs> yeah. Like a yeah, social yeah. event yeah, that's yeah. funded by for to the like alumni? Bring, to bring French people together within wow. the community. Yep. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. I don't really understand school districts. We don't have that in Australia. I don't really get what that is. So like what each district just gets a certain amount of funding and they got to spread it between the schools. Yeah. It's basically just a committee that allots funding to different aspects of. Yeah. And like the, the little on. kids schools will kind of say, okay, well you can only come to this school if you live within this area. If there's a yeah. bunch of people that want to go there, this oh. is the only school district that's province wide. I think. Yeah. So anybody in the that. province. Well, there's schools all over the province, part of one district. All these French schools. Yeah. Oh, part of, okay. Interesting. Uh, That's really cool. And then you got immersed into that, Eric, and then you met... Uh, yeah, somehow Pauline. through going to these music festivals, I uh, happened to uh, to meet these people and they didn't hate me. And, that's, uh, that's a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, very good, very good. Um, so you were working up in Squamish just during the summers, going back and forth, sounds like. Yeah, so I was working in Squamish in the summer, and then I'd go back to university in Kelowna in the winter. Yep. Yeah, and then eventually transitioned to, was on a boat and then left that, and then I did lodge life, so I were, lived in Nelson and was working at like uh, snow, like private uh, cat ski lodges. Okay. And then always going back to Squamish in the summer. So it's kind of just seasonal work, really. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So this was like the annual touchstone is whenever you'd be in town for Squamish because I've been in Vancouver for like four years now that we'd touch base and... Yeah, yeah. That's when most people come to visit. Get up to treble. When was yeah. the last time you guys have seen each other? Well, this summer... Anderson Pack. Yeah, Anderson Pack. Yeah. This July. Okay. We met, uh, met up for like two hours. Yeah, but, like but so you just see Sarah in like little two-hour clumps, like yeah, yeah used to be more before. I'm really just not in the country lately, which makes that makes it hard. No, that does make it difficult. really tricky. Yeah. I think like the times I saw you before that were like three or two or three years prior when I first started the job that Mikey and I do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, remember that. I uh, we went to a Canada Canada Day party together. We finished off a keg. At Bruno's. At Bruno's. Yeah, and then the cops came and they thought we were playing Mahjong or something and they got real upset with us. We were in Surrey. And uh, the cops rock (laughs) up and we're just like, no, man, it's Bruno's dad, who's this guy from Panama, doesn't really speak English. And then Bruno and his grandmother and like all our friends and people are doing keg stands. And then the cops rock up and they're like... Oh, are you super white cops? Are you guys playing mahjong? And we're like, no, dude. Like, we're not. What? No, no. We're playing dominoes. And Bruno and his dad are sitting at the table yelling going at each other in Spanish. <laughs> Do it, going shot for shot, screaming at each other in Spanish. Yeah. And uh, Sarah, Tristan, and I are like, oh shit, man! Like, people are so rude at this party. Bruno's <laughs> university feds. They didn't even finish off the keg. What dicks! And so we took it upon ourselves to. Uh, <laughs> To be polite. To make sure, yeah, yeah. the polite thing to do is, it is the polite thing. you know, 
You can't hand back a keg with beer in it. So when you said Bruno's at first, I was like, okay, this is a nightclub that I haven't heard of <laughs> no. before, but it's no. your friend Bruno. Yeah. And where does Mahjong and Domino's have to come into it? That seems like a random thing you just I mentioned. I have no idea. No. It I'm was so confused by this story. Mahjong is like a game that I, well, I don't, I don't know uh, enough about this to comment on it. No. But, uh, it's like a tile game, but what yeah, does that have to do with this story? Yeah, in Asia. It was just very weird that in Surrey, they would come up and just accuse all of us of playing this weird gambling game. Yeah. When we oh, were just, we so were they just thought si- you were. Yeah, but we were just sitting on a lawn, okay. a private lawn at a table and people were playing dominoes and the cops okay. showed up. So yeah. they thought you were doing illegal gambling. Yes. Mm-hmm. They were more worried about that than yes. the keg stand. Absolutely. That was, was probably like on. the last time we hung out before properly. this year. Yeah, okay. probably. Properly, yeah. I see. But then like the podcast started to happen and we started talking a little bit more, got a little, a little more. Insight. Yeah, yeah, I even phoned him from the airport yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Arranged this whole uh, <laughs> thing. But uh, I think we should, I think now that we've kind of gotten up to this point, there's been this like two-year gap that you've been uh, pirating. Yeah. And you shared <laughs> a lot of stories about this time. So uh, after, so you were in, I believe you were in Squamish during this whole like Canada Day celebration time. And then after that summer, you did the Nelson thing? No. So after Squamish, um, so whenever I finished university and was Mm -hmm. teaching, whenever that finished, I did half a summer in Squamish. And then I got this job as a dishwasher on a pirate ship. So it was a tall ship that was a school and it was circumnavigating. Hang on. Like an like Like an actual pirate ship, like tall ship. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I joined the boat in Norway. And oddly enough, I got the job from a girl that I went to school with in Kelowna. And then again, oddly enough, uh, once we left Norway and ended up in uh, Rotterdam, mm-hmm. the me- they're like, oh, yeah, the medic's coming today. I'm like, okay, sweet. So we used to work with a girl, Sierra, and she had a brother that I like kind of knew, but not really. And I just kind of looked up from the galley and this dude's walking on the boat and it's Sierra's brother. I was like, oh, what's up, David? Like, <laughs> what you doing here? He's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, he's like oh, I'm the medic. What? He's like, yeah, I found it on Indeed. <laughs> nice. Like, Sweet. All right. Wow. Yeah, so I was on this uh, tall wow. ship for three months, and we sailed from Norway down to the Canary Islands, and we made about five stops. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah, and I didn't really agree with a couple of things that were going on in the safety for the kids. Okay. So, so yeah, I thought I misheard before. You said this this pirate ship was a school. Yeah, it's a school. So I didn't miss here. It actually yeah, yeah, is a yeah. school. Yeah, so it's a school that circumnavigates. There's a couple of them based around the world. So this one was bought from another company in Canada and brought back to Norway. That's way cooler than like a rich French school. Yeah. Yeah. Pirate school. Yeah. Like it is school. it is, but there weren't enough kids. So they were getting these kids who were like fourteen years old to stand watches in the middle of the night. So they go to school all day. And then they'd have to do a watch where they're literally like standing up at the front of the boat or like doing their rounds. They'd sleep for like two or three hours in a hammock and then have to get up again and then sleep again and then get up and go to school and then do their oh, chores. Shit. So they were learning about like pirate sc- life and also regular school yes. at the same yeah. time. Yes. And like some of them were doing university applications as well. Like Damn. it was, it was insane. Yeah. That, uh, I would not have been able to. Hack no, that life. No way. Uh, Plus all. you're spending sometimes 17 days at sea or more. Okay. No Wi-Fi, no nothing. Like it's just this constant regime and it's very military-esque as well. It sounds like, like it's really. How long did it take to get to the Canary Islands? Did you say um, five? We did that in three months. Three months. Yeah. So we were stopping off like we did Norway to Amster, uh, to Rotterdam and then we went down to Portugal and then we went to Morocco and then we went over to the Canary Islands. Okay. Wow. And you didn't have to go, did you have to go back? Did all the kids have to go back on the boat or they would fly back? Uh, No, they went all the way around the world. Oh. Yeah, I just left. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm not. You had enough of it. Yeah. Yeah, we're abusing kids. I don't want to have. So I contacted someone that I knew was in the industry and asked them how I could get out of it. And then he was like, well, do you want to come work on my boat? And I was like, yeah, sweet. So I had a week off. So I came back to Canada uh, got my bike, went to Squamish, biked for a week, went back home, yelled at my mom wondering where my passport was. She wasn't too happy <laughs> about that. Got on a flight and went to Fort Lauderdale and then joined the 
the other boat. And is this the the boat that you currently? Yeah, this work is like on? the seventy plus meter boat with like a helicopter and six levels and twenty crew. And Shit. Yes. And this, so you've been working on this boat for on and off for four years. Wow. Yeah. On and off as in it's just seasonal work or you no, just come and go? I or? did about a year and then I quit to go back to the sailing school. And then that's when I went to work at a lodge. And then they phoned me up and they're like, hey, can you come do a trip for us, please? And then yep. I went back. Then I went back to the sailing school. And then I was in Spain and I was working on another boat, like this big 120-meter boat, which is really sweet. And yeah. Then they rocked up and I just ended up selling my soul and joining them again. Going back. Yeah. So you always get drawn back to being a chamois technician. Yeah, they the say. The pirate life. They say you quit about three times. And then. Okay. And then so how many times stick. has it been so far? Two? Oh, I don't know. It feels like five. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ambiguous amount of quitting. Yeah. Oh, man. So. I mean, it sounds like sounds like an amazing uh, lifestyle. Kind of does sound a yeah. little bit um, draining, a little tiring. Yeah, I would say the the in between the seasonal to seasonal when you're in Canada is a lot more draining versus the boats. The good thing is it's the most uh, you know setup you can be with your room and your stuff, and like you have a job and you have food and you know what you're doing mm-hmm. while you're still traveling around. Mm-hmm. So that's. It's like the most settled you can be while moving around. Yeah. Yeah. My, my brother did the exact same thing. He was for about 10 years based in Marseille or Barcelona and yeah. he loved it, but it gets to a point where... Kind of over it. Yeah. You, you're kind of over it. Um, but he was a... You can only drink bosun? so many espresso martinis. Bosun, is that the right word? Yep. That would be bosun. it. Yep. That'd be it. Um, how do you feel about the TV show uh, Below, Below Deck? Deck. <laughs> Yeah. So, so that's uh, appropriating pirate culture, right? Yeah. I like personally love it. Okay. okay. The second I left the boat and was on my way to New Zealand, I was just like binge watching it in the airport. You just had to get that fix. I love it. Did it's you ever so cross good. paths with any, anyone who's been on that show? Uh, a couple of dudes I know have like frequented some of the ladies and know of oh, them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you um, go. Frequented. But not, not really. You can see them and like you see when they're filming sometimes. Um, okay. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's like neighbor boats it's pretty accurate i'd go as far as to say as my boat is way more dramatic but wow yeah more dramatic than the show oh yeah because i asked my brother and my brother's like nah it's bullshit it's nothing like it is like they over dramatize everything it really depends what boat you're on like i would love to be on a sailboat with five crew where everyone's chill that would be that'd be (laughs) ideal (laughs) not a boat where everyone has a hundred emotions a day and you need to know about it yeah yeah and this is its own little like kind of community culture thing, right? This is a thing to do. Like young people go over to the Mediterranean and work on these super yachts. Yeah, so you don't know about it till you're in it. And then it's this huge Mm -hmm. thing that people, people make careers of it as well. Yeah, That's a subculture that I was completely unaware of until I met you and you'd done your first. There's like a flying one too with stewardesses and they make like triple what we make. What do you mean? Like they only work one week a month and they'll clear like a lot of cash. So it's like a flying school? Uh, they're like the private stewardesses on jets. Oh, damn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like private jets and, yeah. and stuff like that. So that's the next what's level. The, what's the work like of that compared to the yacht life? I haven't done it, so Probably I wouldn't know. I'd say Like shammy work? Yeah, I'd, I'd, say. I'd say it's a lot more, you know, get it done in one go, but it's yeah. probably extremely draining on the body, the amount that you're flying and mm-hmm. traveling around. But there are days on the boat where, you know, when the guests are there, you're kind of like pumping out 15, 17 hour days yeah. mm-hmm. nonstop. So yeah. From like what you've experienced taking airplanes and stuff, would you compare your job to something like that where you're kind of just like tending to the people on the boat and like a hands-on service kind of I don't way, know. Or? I m- I would just think that the boat one is way harder just because there's so much more of the boat to keep clean and Mm -hmm. to keep people happy. And, you know, we'll set up a beach for them and then they'll make us move the beach three times just so that they go to different beaches three times a day, even Mm. though all the beaches look the same. And 
they're all pristine, you know, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. us just like, it's five to eight people working full time, shuffling this stuff around. And know? it's more 24 hours a day. Yeah. You're up all the you're time. Whole, oh, all the time you're up. Yeah. So Pauline, do you, do you do this work as well? Um, I did for three weeks. That's all you could hack? Okay. <laughs> all, no, that was all they wanted me for. Okay. <laughs> so just a little special fly in. Yeah. Three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holly G coverage. got sent home in a wheelchair. Oh. <laughs> back, There's back a story up. there. False. <laughs> I got wheeled out of a casino in a wheelchair. Okay. So different thing, different meaning. Mm-hmm. Come on, you uh, got to give us a story. Um, I think the guests had just left and there was, the alcohol was a flowing. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, we rocked up to this casino and the this casino, the big, one of the biggest casinos out there. Yeah. <laughs> where, where, where is this? In the Bahamas. Bahamas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. If anyone's watched the Mary Kate and Ashley yeah. movie. <laughs> it's just like that. Um, yeah. And the drinks just kept flowing and didn't stop. And all of a sudden, all I saw was this security guard going, <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, will you please get in the wheelchair? Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> like wheel, <laughs> wheeling her out of the casino. Yeah. <laughs> My God. And yeah. that was the end of the three weeks after that. No, the three weeks had already ended. This was just like a little uh, fun yeah, add-on. Extracurricular. Yeah. This had nothing to activity. do with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did this get back to the boat? And oh, I kept going. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah yeah. It went. I learned how to use um a like carpet a carpet cleaner. A carpet cleaner that day mm-hmm. or the day after. I mean. Yeah. Couldn't imagine the, why. The, no. <laughs> <laughs> the cleaning schedule sounds insane. From what I've heard, it's like you can't leave a, a smudge on a handrail, on a tap, anything. It has oh to man. just be You got to make five at all. Just yeah. pristine. I've never yeah. used so much water and vinegar in my life. Yeah. Is that the go-to for you cleaning start, everything, you is it? You start to see dirt yeah. in places. They're like, yeah. when I first joined, I do something and they're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, sweet, it's done. And then they come up and be like, no, there's like this spot, this spot, this spot. Are you kidding me? And now I catch myself doing it. I'm like, oh, I'm like my hospital here. corners on beds are pristine <laughs> still. <laughs> and so this is one thing that happens to me when I start a new job a few months in. If I'm really into it, I'll start dreaming about it. Do you ever dream about dirty handrails <laughs> and things like that and like no. things that you have to clean? No. Have no. you ever had no. that, Eric? Absolutely. You- yeah. Definitely. I've dreamt that I've missed my shift just because like one day you're waking up three to 6am or like 12 to three or your hours are always changing. And I always dream that I'm going to miss my shift. And I get really a little nervous about that. But I'd say it's the opposite. Even on my time off, like I have a boat in Squamish and I didn't wash it once. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let loose. Just spilt stuff everywhere. Like, ah, just leave it. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) It also rained quite a bit out yeah. there, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So you're, we, we were kind of running a little bit behind schedule uh, today, and you briefly mentioned because you were moving a boat. That's yeah. that's actually that's your yeah. So that's I your yacht. I bought a boat. Okay, uh, it's like a forty foot sailboat. Are you starting a school on it? <laughs> no, but I would love to start a business. Just keep next five years. Keep your eyes peeled. Okay, okay. Um, Sarah's boat. Service. Sarah's <laughs> might be called something slightly different. Yeah. Come up with a bit. Of um, yeah. So it's in Squamish, which is great because it's brackish water up there. So it's not actually sitting in salt water. For sure. Because um, I've run the sailing school for there so long. I have access to the yacht club and that's where I keep my boat. So today they just expanded the yacht club in the last couple of months and I was able to move from one dock to another. So I got off a plane, got off like 20 hour flight, boosted up there with Polly G, moved the boat. And then, uh, then came back here. Damn. All for living a broadcast. You're like, I got a radio appearance. We got to get to, this is important. I feel so special. And yeah. so you're flying out tomorrow. You said to I'm flying out tonight at 11. Oh really? Yeah. To the Caribbean? <laughs> yeah, well, to, uh, yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. To Toronto and then Toronto. Into, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. No jet lag guys. Really? It's all in the head. Yep. Right. 80% above that the shoulders. and like a nice dose of a couple bottles of wine and melatonin. Cool. It's good to go. And really some promised Caesars after following the show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, we feel very, uh, we feel very fortunate to, uh, to manage to lock down a pirate in the studio tonight. 
Do you think um, – I just wanted to ask. Do you think yeah. – can you see this? You know, you, you said you kept coming back to the industry. Yeah. <laughs> do you see it turning into a, a long-term you, thing? A bosun maybe? Or, no, no, no. But like, <laughs> you know, like you said people make careers out of it. Yeah. Do you think the people mm-hmm. that make careers out of it, do you think it's a choice that they make when they first get there or it starts off like you being like season to season, getting drawn back? Um. I think it depends. Like some people, especially in the charter side of it, are getting drawn in for the tips and the cash. And, you know, they can just go work their, like work constant for a summer and then be set. Mm -hmm. Whereas ours isn't. A lot of people that I do work know for a fact that they want to do that and they start their courses earlier on. I am fortunate enough that the boat, if you do courses, they'll subsidize them. So I did courses, but purely because I wanted to do courses for my own boat and like, yep. Uh, further my own knowledge for sailing, mm-hmm. um, which was wicked. So I got to go to cows and do that. But no, no, I will not be working on this for no. much longer. You're not going to appear on season 53 of Below Deck. Oh, I'd do that, eh? That'd be <laughs> you so sick. So you would. Absolutely. So you haven't ruled out a TV a TV career in reality. Um, reality programming. I mean, oddly enough, our owners absolutely love that show. I was oh, going to yeah, say, has your boat, love it. Has your boat love been approached? It. They absolutely love it. No, they would never be able to get on that. Um, and our owners are, they're they're up there in the age range. We're going to go like 70 mm-hmm. plus. Mm-hmm. Love it. So for their anniversary, for their 10 year wedding anniversary, I was in charge of making them their gift. And yeah. uh, my buddy Evan helped me out with the Photoshop. Mutual friend made, Evan? Yeah, mutual friend Oh Evan. my gosh. And we made them this whole box called Below and then the name of the boat. Um, mm-hmm. And we took photos of every crew member in their uniform doing like a pose. And then it's all of them on it. I made a DVD cover. We made a trailer. We made a promo. We made them mugs, T-shirts, keychains, mouse pads, everything. And they loved it. They <laughs> oh absolutely <my> lo- loved it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. That's good. Living yeah. a broadcast mouse pads. Wouldn't that be a great idea? They're so good. I gave <laughs> one to my, to, the, to my boyfriend and he uses it on his boat. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, a little bit of conflict of interest. So there. he's on, he's on a rival, not a rival. They're not rivals, but he's, he's on, on a another boat. boat. Yeah. Okay. You, so if anything, I would go work on a smaller boat with him for sure. So he's on uh, a smaller one. Uh, he's on a fifty meter. And do you, do you ever cross paths, or how does that how does that work? Like, well, <laughs> that's. I mean, you can have him on when he applies for PR in Canada. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. He used to be a truck driver in Lethbridge. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! <laughs> I know. Um, no, nah, so our boats were in the same place. We met years ago, and then our boats were in the same place in Antigua. Um, and then it wasn't until this season that we kind of started to hang out. And I was just kind of like, well, do you, do you want to come to Canada? and sail my boat and he's like yeah sweet okay, okay. <laughs> and so he's on rotation so he works mm-hmm. three months on and then he has three months off paid wow i know so when his rotation was ending he came to visit me while we were in amsterdam so that kind of worked and then came to canada for five weeks <laughs> just make yourself at home and then uh we kind of go stints of four months ish of not seeing one another and people are working. There's no Wi-Fi. Or like one time I went all the way to Antibes and saw him for four hours. Or on my birthday, I went to go visit him. And then his entire boat flooded. And we spent my birthday with his flooded. whole crew. Yeah, the whole engine room flooded, just like draining water and getting everything out of the boat. And Goodness. Yeah. My God. I know. <laughs> so uh, when's the next time you're going to get to see him? Well, I just left... Uh, from New Zealand. So I was just there for five weeks with him. Okay. Yeah. And then he starts his rotation mid January. Mm-hmm. Um, but funny enough, he's in Antigua and every time his boat's there, my boat leaves oh, and then vice versa. So Classic. I think we'll have like a couple days crossover, but, uh, who knows? Google calendar just really sorts it out. Doesn't it? Global relationships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. Cool. Well, we have uh, we have some uh, contact from James. Oh, okay. By the way, Um, he uh, you know is experienced in the whole long distance thing. Not that his message has anything to do with any of this, but uh, (laughs) he does uh, say, uh, "All right, lads, and uh, welcome to the show, Sarah." Um, thanks for taking the time out of your hectic swashbuckling and plundering schedule to be on this Eve. Got it. I can't be there to join you. 
I'm currently on the way to the Peace Arch border crossing for a night stateside, and I'll be sure to clink a tankard or three with you uh, later <laughs> on. <tankard>. And hope <laughs> that I like it. Um, and hope that you enjoy Vancouver. I'll switch to the James accent. Can you not? Can you no? really not do that? Okay. Wow. That yeah, I, could, I, couldn't even get, I couldn't even do five <laughs> words without getting shit for it. I never do accents on this show. Yeah. It's like the first time ever. All right. No, Point give proven. it a go. Come on, give no, it a go. No, 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 That'll no. That would be humorous no. for the listeners. It's not happening. I'm wondering where your next adventure will take you. And I think we already discussed it's to the Caribbean. And uh, when we can next expect you back in Van City. Obviously, uh. he's uh, eager to clink a tankard. Um, I'd love to see you. Or I'd love to set up a living abroad cast scavenger hunt for the next time you're here. Signing off for now. Wishing you the best endeavors and can't wait to listen to the episode. Signed, J.W. James, J.W. J.W. James William John Wade. Wow, it's very professional. Yeah, very well written. Um, yeah, I would absolutely love to set up a scavenger hunt. I think for everyone yeah. who's been on the show, maybe. Yeah, like I think so. All the hosts and guests. And for we sure. Just have a Vancouver just specific a scav- scavenger when, when's hunt. When's that going to be? That'll be in the spring. I think I'll be back. Um, yeah. I'll be back in the spring or sometime in the summer and possibly for a while. Will that be to not. Squamish or? Yeah, that'll be in Squamish. Yeah, be Squamish. So not too far. Maybe we could even have an episode sailing around on the boat. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this uh, in private before. Yeah, but, uh, That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. We haven't talked about your scavenger hunts on the show before though. I guess we're kind of introducing that out of context. You emailed us about scavenger hunts when Sabine and I were in Europe. Yeah. But uh, hadn't. Did you do any of them? No. Um, <laughs> by the time we'd got to Amsterdam, we were towards the end of six weeks traveling and we're just for uh, lack of a better word. Yeah. Fucking exhausted. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. idea of uh, going out on and listeners, maybe we'll publish, uh, I mean, at least a chunk of the scavenger hunt Yeah, go for within it. the context of keeping identities hidden and everything. But, um, th- this scavenger hunt is nothing short of epic. You've seen these before, right? Mikey? They're legendary. Uh, you can't. They're amazing. <laughs> I, went, I just went to the washroom and now <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Sarah's scavenger hunt of Amsterdam. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. doing one in the context of Vancouver. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. It's epic. Yeah. The one. So it's a whole Absolutely, spreadsheet yeah. with no shorter, no less than like 200 different yeah, activities. Tim, it's like six or eight pages of just different ways you can get points yeah. in different categories. And then it leads you kind of around whatever city you're in. I'm confused about this because it sounded like you were a super busy person doing all sorts of things. And yeah. then you have time to make these fucking <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, I make them for the boat. I make them for the crew. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just as like fun. So whenever we're in a spot for a while, I'll make one specifically for that city just because... Why mm. super fun? Why not? Absolutely. Yeah. I, used to do yeah. Them at, I made one at the nightclubs too. Yeah, I made one for Eric's birthday once. Yeah. It was bingo. It was oh, a blackout bingo. Yeah. That bingo. was sort of the uh the uh, the origins. Yeah, it was Evan's uh, job interview too. Yeah. So uh a good friend of ours, Evan, we've known him for years now. Not much less than I've known you. I think I met you guys around the same time. Yeah. But it was like my twentieth birthday party and we made this bingo card of items to do within one of the local nightclubs in Kelowna, including like psych out five people with high fives, including one bouncer crawl under all of the pool tables. Um, it had a checkered dance floor and it's like hop scotch across the entire dance floor on one color of tile. Uh, Yeah. Silly things that wouldn't actually get you kicked out, but would maybe like weird some people out. Yeah. 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 It was all in good fun because the nightclubs are so lame in Kelowna that you wouldn't really want to. Yeah. We did have lifeguard one where you had to like spinal clamp someone in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Can we share what, what, what spinal clamp mean? Do you mind if I demonstrate one on you? I mean, I'll, what, I'll, what, I'll, I'll the explain what's the happening. Okay. okay, you commentate. All right. I'll commentate. So Sarah can commentate. Mikey, uh, for the context of this demonstration, you're going to pretend that you have a neck injury, all right? Okay. And I'm going to walk up to you and be like, okay, sir, uh, are, you, are you having any trouble standing up? Are you feeling lightheaded at all? Yeah, a little bit. Have you, uh, have you hit your head or are you experiencing any, any pain in your neck or your back whatsoever? Uh, yeah, I was drunk and I dived uh, into the shallow okay. end of the pool. All right, sir. So you uh, you got up and you climbed out of the pool. All right. So I'm just going to need you to stand still. <laughs> um, I'm just going to need you to stand still. Okay. 
so Eric is now going to... And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to talk you through this. So, um, sir, I'm just going to need you to stand as still as you can. That's all right for me? Yeah. And I'm just going to stand beside you, beside you here, and I'm going to put my hand on your back. So now okay. Eric yeah. is putting his left hand along Mikey's yeah. back and holding the back of his head. Hey, what? Yeah. <laughs> the front hand okay, is coming okay, around I'm the front. A, I'm a trained lifeguard. He's so reassuring him. To, uh, yeah. Oh, and Mikey I'm looks like he likes it. <laughs> He's and grabbing I'm gonna his... Make you feel comfortable. I feel like I've seen this before. We're going to get you to sit down in this chair, all right? Oh, it looks very comfortable. I wish everyone had video. Nice. That was it. And then... How do you know yep. what was going on then? <laughs> Your hands smell weird. <laughs> My hands smell weird. <laughs> it smell like cat. That's a spot. What's it called? A spinal step. Yeah. That was good. It was very professional. Yeah. I just couldn't take it serious, and I was worried. Spinal you immobilization yeah. procedure. I thought you were going <laughs> to like twist my neck in some chiropractic no. way or something. No, we're not like fucking that. chiropractors. You're to not move them. No. You're just supposed to keep them nice and still, and I was supposed to do that for as long as it would take for the paramedics to arrive. Mm. I'm sure that, that was really entertaining to... for people listening. <laughs> to that. How did we get onto this topic? We're talking about scavenger hunts. Yeah, scavenger hunts oh, and right. uh, doing this to people in nightclubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, speaking of scavenger hunt, <laughs> is anybody into uh, or know of Forest Fen? No. What is no. that? Oh, but it's it's my new obsession. And it's something that my brother told me about. I'm going to quickly talk about this because I'm obsessed. I'm like an addict at the moment and I think I need help with it. But my brother told me about it about five years ago and I deliberately didn't look into it or get into it because I knew I'd get obsessed because I love this shit. And then I accidentally clicked on a YouTube video of it like last week and I watched something to do with it. But basically there's this old eccentric millionaire down in Santa Fe, New Mexico He's an antiquities dealer. He's got an art gallery. He is a collector of historical items and he's a multimillionaire. And he got diagnosed with cancer back in 1988, decided that he wanted to hide some treasure in the Rocky Mountains. And it's this box, a treasure box. It's serious, Sarah. Don't giggle. <laughs> it's this treasure box, right? And it's worth anywhere between 2 and $5 million. And it's, bur- it's not buried. It's not necessarily buried, but he hid it in either Wyoming, New Mexico, Colorado, or Montana. That's easy. And that really frustrates (laughs) frustrates me. Uh, He uh, (laughs) released a poem. He released a poem in his book and it gives nine clues. And he buried this in 2010 and they estimate that 400,000 people have looked for it and it still hasn't been found. And he guarantees it's still there. He's 90 years old now. So if he's old, it's got to be easy to find. Exactly, yeah. Pauline. Exactly. Can't search too hard. Yeah, and it, it weighs. Right it's forty-two pounds worth of gold and coins and cool little jewels and diamonds. I mean, we were just saying today, diamonds. I would love to just be retired and not yeah. be working. Yeah. So. There you go. Look this up. The pirate way. Find a buried treasure. This was Sarah. I mean, you are, exactly. You're a pirate. You'll yeah. be able to you plunder that treasure. Yeah, I didn't want to work for it. Yeah. But oh, like a yeah. hike through the Rockies, <laughs> like it's not that bad. Nah, it's not too bad. You just got to decode this crazy scavenger hunt. This is like the ultimate scavenger yeah. hunt. Right. But the poem is very, very vague. Do you think, okay, I mean. If one I, of our I, listeners ends up finding this, by the way, I'm going to be fucking pissed. I support your tinfoil hat theory on this, Mikey, and I really hope you find this treasure one day. But it's I want to ask. A, it's really out there, dude. I want to ask a realistic a question conspiracy. to the audience and to the two ladies joining <laughs> us this evening. What do you think would be easier, finding this treasure or getting in contact with this old dude, making him fall in love with you, having him support you as your sugar daddy, and then him dying in a couple that. of years that one, 100%, and you like absolutely. 100%. getting. He has been like, proposed to eight times really? in an interview. People have broken into Clearly his house. they aren't doing so it right. Weird. No. no. Who does that? Subtlety. Come on. Yeah. A <laughs> little bit of class. Not everything all at once. Don't be desperate. Once, what he can't have. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wish you luck on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Eric, go give him a spinal clamp. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Wash your hands first. Uh, <laughs> no, he would take <laughs> But uh, he, he gets something like... I don't know, a thousand emails a day with people wanting wow. clues. Um, Maybe he was just lonely and just, you know, wanted, wanted people to contact him. Spoiler twist. 
Uh, maybe even, like, people say just. people say that the real treasure is just getting out into the great outdoors and experiencing it. People think there's nothing. Experiencing the two million dollar view. Well, yeah, I like right it. Right in front of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's out there. I've got a couple of theories. I, I think I think I've narrowed down the search. overlap this with some geocaching, see where people Ooh, have been. Yeah. Have been. Mm-hmm. Yep. Make a layered map, get yep. real involved with this. People have made Whoa. maps because there's other clues that have came out, like it's between 5,000 and 12,000 feet above sea level. It's somewhere where you can smell pine trees and sagebush. Um, it's a place where it can get wet. Um, but then there's other clues as well. It's uh, anyway. I don't want to bore you with it. No, Someone no, I'm not bored. Here. I love that you're bringing this up. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I've uh, I, I banned myself yesterday from going onto Google Maps because I was like, I'm on my laptop way too much. <laughs> I cannot go on Google Maps because I'm just searching around. Like, do you looking think you're going to be able to see it on Google Maps? He's <laughs> <laughs> not the fucking like, box. <laughs> not the little six inch chest eric but the clues because the original the first clue is <laughs> fuck it the first clue is begin it where warm waters halt okay no ideas okay thanks guys no. Appreciate it. so there you go maybe i have no fucking clue anyway let's get off this topic all right we got buried side treasure there oh that's what happens when we have pirates on I the know. show we talk I about know. buried treasure yeah yeah Imagine if we had surprised uh, Sarah and we had the we had found out who the broadcast bandit was and they oh appeared God. on the same. That would be episode. great too. Yeah, that was the next thing I think we were going to jump to. You said you were a little uh, undetermined about your thoughts on um, a, a listener. We seriously have no idea who it is. The broadcast bandit. I shared a couple emails with you. Yeah, yeah. So I saw them. Yeah, and then I also contacted a good buddy of mine because mm-hmm. I immediately assumed it was this guy. Uh, wasn't or says it isn't. So I don't know. I don't we know. We yeah. just discussed this earlier today. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about. Yeah, it. it's definitely taken up a little bit of our time here. Yeah. More time. It's than a it well-written email. Yeah. It's very well done. I'd like to yeah. know how long it took this person to do that. I'm not sure. And Probably it takes not a as long as a scavenger. <laughs> <Sarah, laughs> no. So. Um, and what line of employment are they in that they have this much time? I'm not sure. Like it, it's you. a genuine mystery to yeah. us. We've read two emails from them on this show so far. Broadcast I'm bandit. I'm still not ruling out either Eric or James trying to kind of. You really think I can write that well? Maybe James just Maybe feels James a little left out. Well, he's not here, so no. yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, Eric Eric's girlfriend Sabine is in the corner of the room, looking kind of suspicious. Oh, yeah. But she yeah. has notes open right now. We just got an email from uh, the broadcast <laughs> bandit right now, actually, saying, uh, "How much longer are your friends going to be in my living room?" <laughs> are they emailing you? What what email are they emailing you from? Broadcastbandit at gmail dot com. I mean, I'm so- like, <laughs> oh, here we go. She's not happy. Yeah, at Gmail. At Gmail. Not good for them. Yeah. <laughs> Very professional. Yeah. Very. Gucci mail. Yeah. So uh, the broadcast bandit, I mean, they they pride themselves, I guess, on being a uh, good uh Well, I might be just contacting them directly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe if you want to send the broadcast bandit an email, everyone. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like that it's a secret, though. I, I hope that we can somehow find out before yeah. it's before it's ever revealed. Well, they've mentioned they want to be on the show. Eric knew mine right away. It was kind of a bummer. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you'd you'd put at least a little bit of effort into uh, a more ambiguous email address, uh, (laughs) what's the email address the podcast podcast pirate writes in from again? EricSucks69 at gmail.com. Do you know what's so good is it's on my work computer on the boat. (laughs) Wonderful. So like the list of people's emails and the top one's always EricSucks69 at gmail.com. anyone ever, have you received any emails at that address? No, I haven't. Just like reminders about how I need to like. Okay. We had a couple listeners actually think that was the way to contact us. Oh, really? (laughs) Because at that point more, you were reaching out to us more through that email address than anybody else was through the living or broadcast uh, once. No, I haven't gotten yep. anything. Yeah. Um, Feel free. <laughs> yeah, the podcast pirate was uh, was uh, present for a lot of my formative years and so shared some shared some uh, dirt on yeah my early years. It's just fun information, isn't it? I guess so. Just some background knowledge. Happy that it's out there. Yeah. My we first stand up set. Absolutely. So if any of Mikey's friends are listening, yeah, uh, please feel don't free. have any friends. So I mean, we've had a couple of like it. your like long, long time friends on the show. 
couple they of haven't spilled times. much dirt, so no, I got no dirt, mate. I'm a stand up. Oh yeah, yeah, stand total up upright citizen. Yeah, there's probably a couple. There's probably a, a couple of stories going around, but uh, but yeah, yeah, not too much. Cool. Well, um, what do you think, guys? <laughs> About what? That's a bit of an open-ended question. Yeah. I mean, are there any... Uh, I mean, this is a show about Vancouver. Do we want to talk about Vancouver at all? Do you have any thoughts it's one way or... not just about Vancouver. Well, it's a show centered around Vancouver. Yeah, but we have listeners from outside of Vancouver. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I love do- it when Eminem was referencing Squamish as Vancouver. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Loved it. Oh, did people get annoyed at that? I mean, we attended an Eminem concert in, in Squamish and he just kept saying, what's up, Vancouver? Oh, that would have been frustrating. <laughs> but like he probably just got off a tour bus and some confused. like manager was like, you're in Vancouver. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, nobody, he, he didn't <laughs> fucking know where he was. Like, you know, what, what is it on the Simpsons when like Spinal Tap are playing and like he's got like Springfield written on the back of his yeah. guitar to <laughs> help him remember yeah, who it is. Yeah, it's like, I think Springfield is the best sound ever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, so, uh, Paul Pauline's sitting here as well. Yeah. So after your three weeks, you never thought you wanted to go back. You're you've given away that the pirate life wasn't for the you. Pirate life. The pirate life was not for me. I did think about it. I did have some withdrawal symptoms. Um, but I think the only thing that's left over is that my underwear is old, always folded really nicely. They have like oh. a special way of folding oh. it. Didn't so know where that comment was going to go. But <laughs> <No>. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was going to get real deep. No, but it's like this perfect little square. Mm. I'll show you later, Sabine. Okay. It's life changing. <laughs> my whole to, family does it now. <laughs> do you have to fold other people's underwear on the boats? Absolutely. I don't do my own laundry. It comes back to me folded. Wow. So there's you a laundry it, It's staff. like magic. You put it yeah. in a bag. Sometimes when I don't. And then in the morning you go grab everyone's bags. I know this because I did your laundry. Um, oh, so you, you were given the shittest job. Is that, is that, no, the, you were right at no, the bottom? The girls, so normally girls work inside as stews and they do our laundry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was just kind of hanging out there. Um, yeah, no, it was actually really cool. They have all these washing machines and stuff and they're all super high end. They can get any stain ever. Any stain. Any out. stain. Like wow. Wow. <laughs> you name it, they can get it out of anything. I must have had like leftover burger on one dress for like three weeks and wow. I got that out. Damn. Yeah. That's oh, impressive. Yeah. Like wine stains. Pff, if you no don't thing. feel like folding That's your clothes, you just put them in the laundry bin and they come back up folded. Yeah. They just show up outside your door all folded. Nice. Things that, how, how many different ways could there possibly be to fold underwear? I feel like I've. This one I is know of at very least neat. Three. I've experimented okay. awesome. in several ways. It's like a I'm little package. It like is. It literally okay. folds it's into like a itself. Perfect little package. Okay. <laughs> that sounds fun. It's very yeah. impressive. That should be a name for like a men's underwear line. It is my package. Perfect little package. <laughs> oh, perfect little package. <laughs> you know. We copyright that, by the way. Yeah. Everybody out there, we're gonna start that. Living a broadcast underwear and passport coasters. <laughs> In stores soon. <laughs> yeah, look out for that for your Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next like year. Like Christmas 2020. 2020. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. Great yeah. gift basket. Yeah. What a combo. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Coasters <laughs> and underwear folded into the sh- same shape. <laughs> which Absolutely. Is which. <laughs> <laughs> My God. So, uh, Pauline, uh, we've we've got a longtime listener sitting next to you. Have you listened to the show at all? Did you have any context for what this was before uh, sitting with us tonight? No, you'd actually told me to like it on Facebook. Yeah. As like one of those, like, <laughs> tell your friends to like my page. Yes. Um, we are a bit pushy in yeah, that regard. <laughs> and I don't actually even know if I... If I did. Okay, I can you please okay. get your... You got your phone out. Come <laughs> feel, on, like, it, really, like it right I, now. I on feel air. really bad. On air right now. That's okay. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you'll be one of almost 200 people liking us. So yeah. we're getting join there. the crowd. Let's, let's get for, let's get to 200. Yeah. Come um, on. Make that, make <laughs> that push everyone. Like, wait, let me find um, it. And we, we got probably the biggest audience we've ever had. We got two other people in studio mm-hmm. listening. Paul, Sarah's brother is sitting with us, bored as batshit. <laughs> yeah. Having no idea why he's here. He had never <laughs> heard yeah. of what's going on. Jilted him in. I was like, oh, I'm only here for 15 <laughs> hours. Come say hi. <laughs> and then Sabine's my girlfriend sitting on the chair. I think she's falling asleep over there. Probably writing an email. <laughs> yeah. As she is the uh, broadcast bandit. I'm looking Thanks. over her shoulder. It actually is um, eviction papers for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we did kind of take over it yeah. a little bit. So. Yeah, uh, a lot of squatters invited into this apartment on a frequent <laughs> basis. <Yeah. laughs> but, uh, man, I think... Man, this is kind of wraps things up. This has taken us on the biggest adventure this show ever has. Absolutely. In terms of, uh, you know, global circumnavigating, uh, first aid procedures, personal history, uh, whether or not I like it, um, we might edit that out. Um, you know, all kinds of context. Perfect and then, of course, packages. yeah, perfect little package. <laughs> Everything you want in a living of broadcast. So if you want to add to our perfect little package, maybe make it a perfect, slightly bigger package. <laughs> you can contribute to the show at <laughs> our Instagram DMs seem to be a place people love to write in. Uh, we're just living a broadcast on Instagram. We're living a broad pod on Twitter. If you want to join our nation of eight followers on that, uh, contact us. I think you can message us on Facebook. Give us a like, give us a comment, whatever you want to do, living a broadcast. And of course the email, you know where to do it. Uh, living a broadcast at gmail.com is the place broadcast bandit. We are out here. If you want to get in contact with the, uh, broadcast bandit i think it is or the podcast pirate you can email eric suck 69 e-r-i-c-h-s-u-x-6-9 yeah. at gmail.com at gmail.com i'll be waiting at gmail.com <laughs> or the broadcast bandit or maybe just broadcast bandit i'm actually not sure which one um at gmail.com as well if you want to start the beef uh send your disses either either way um we are encouraging this pick a side. Uh, yeah pick a side team Team Bandit, Team Pirate. Yeah, we'll take a poll yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyways, for this week, uh, I've been Eric. I've been Mikey. And who are our guests? I'm the podcast pirate. <laughs> and? Pauline. Not, not, as, not as cool as the podcast pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Polly G. <laughs> Polly G. Thank well, you for what? listening.